0: Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of Drone Life News. Joining me as always is Miss Miriam McNabb and she even went to a recent drone conference. One of the first since the pandemic hit. And while there might not have been a full load of attendees there was definitely a lot of news to come out of that conference. Miriam, how are you doing? And uh, what did you see from the conference?
1: I am doing great, Paul. It was fantastic to be back at a conference, seeing the people, um, saying hello to old friends, meeting new people, and seeing cool drone tech on the floor. So I loved it. Uh, Atlanta was great. The facility was great shout out to AUVSI for making it happen and getting us uh, kind of back out there. And I think um, while they might not have had as many people as they've had in previous times, everybody that I talked to who was exhibiting said they got a lot of business done. People who did come by the booth were really interested and um, really seeking out kind of new, new products and new solutions. So
0: that's awesome. It was a great show. That's, that's incredible. It's honestly good news. I'm sure the, the few people that were there probably provided very kind of focused, uh, business opportunities, which leads us to our first story, which is, uh, Miriam, it seems like the FAA administrator had some news to announce for all of us, Uh, even though that uh, maybe there could have been more focus on how drones are being used to help so many uh, events that are going on in the country right now. What's going on?
1: Yeah, so, FAA Administrator uh, Steve Dixon did take the stage, very appreciative that he made the time to come out. I think um, we got to get him on more drone stages. He talked a little bit about uh, drone light shows, but um, didn't touch on as many of the commercial and uh, public safety uses uh, that we really uh, talk about all the time. However, he was able to give us sort of some updates on what the FAA is doing. They are very, very, very focused on Lows flight. So that is absolutely uh, the next big thing that we can expect from the FAA talked about it um, in terms of hoping to kind of get conclusions from the ARC in the November time frame and move forward from there. So uh, definitely a big focus uh, for drone regulation is that BVLOS flight that we have all been waiting for for a very long time. The other thing that he talked about was aircraft certification. And, um, you know, Mr. Dixon referred to drones as uh, airplanes, He said they are, they are a type of airplane, a, a type of, of standard aircraft. And there is a program going on uh, to modernize the certification program where they're really taking kind of the systems that they used to certify manned aircraft and modernizing and updating those to accommodate new types of aircraft such as drones. So that is also really a focus uh, for the FAA right now. Um, Also, another thing that the commercial industry has been waiting for, for a long time.
0: Yeah, which actually brings us right into our next story, as many people have been kind of wondering how the FAA would enforce these manufacturer guidelines that were put out for remote ID, and it seems, Miriam, that maybe this speech and the modernization of these airworthiness certificates is the foreshadowing on how the FAA would actually enforce these upcoming rules i mean for me it seems like it's a good thing that hey look if we've got a system in place to get BVLOS flights uh through the door great fantastic but the modernization of the certificates seems kind of like a big uh, a big metaphor for hey here's how the FAA is going to enforce these uh you know manufacturer guidelines and even dji when they were writing about remote id and their comment on the nprm actually you know stated how does the faa expect to enforce these guidelines when a lot of these manufacturers are simply toy manufacturers so i mean do you think that this is kind of a a foreshadowing for what's to come
1: I really do. I think that that's kind of a broad theme that we're seeing. Um, Hey, we're in a situation now where we have an FAA responsible for the safety of the airspace, which heretofore has been completely based around manned aircraft. And quite honestly, when many of the systems and ecosystems and processes were developed, nobody thought about any other type of aircraft other than manned aircraft. So we're in this situation where, um, you know, you have drone regulations being developed over here, and you have the traditional means of compliance and development over here, and you've got to kind of put those things together. I think it was comforting to hear, hey, the FAA is very well aware of that. They're working towards it. They are trying to develop robust systems, which will now encompass um, drones. And, you know, naturally, that's going to be a process, which is not something any of us want to hear, but it's it's perfectly reasonable. And I think that um, that is indicative of, of kind of how things are evolving at the FAA.
0: Yeah, very, very interesting, to say the least. Um, and thank you, Miriam. Uh, it seems like in our next piece of news, that Autel might have been the talk of the conference. And no, we're not talking about a recent resignation, but rather we are talking about the deployment of Autel's fixed wing drone, the Dragonfish, which I know a lot of people have asked me, well, you know, Paul, what's the big difference between the Dragonfish and something like the Trinity? And it seems like there is a lot more that's offered in this Dragonfish aircraft, which is now being deployed for public safety. Miriam, uh, what was all the talk about this new Autel drone?
1: It was really interesting. You know, I was um, honored to be asked to moderate a panel. Uh, I did the SUAS Manufacturers Showdown for Public Safety as part of the Drone Responders AIRT track at AUVSI. And uh, so I was really privileged to kind of share the stage with um, much more important people than I am. Um, we had Romeo Dersher from Auterian Open Platform. We had uh, Wayne Baker from from DJI, we had John McBride from Autel. We had Fritz from uh, Skydio. We had FX from Parrot. So we had all of a lot of major manufacturers represented, and they were talking about the features that they had to offer uh, public safety. And everybody sort of acknowledged the fact that. You know, they all offer different kinds of um, features and advantages for the public safety community in their quadcopters, but right now, Autel is the first one to offer a fixed wing. And um, that's that's really kind of a big deal when you're talking to the public safety community because where uh, the quads will take you for many, many, many public safety applications, you know, you've got accident reconstruction, you've got uh you know, crime scene investigation, you've got all all kinds of great uses for quads. Um, if you're trying to do search and rescue, like way out over a giant lake, uh, you really want something that can fly for a long time. <laughs> and so the the Autel dragonfish, which I think the announcement was that its first deployment by Florida Sheriff's Department had happened, is is really among the first. Now you probably know more about the features uh, than I do. I did get to see it on the floor. Um, you know, it's not huge, huge. It's it's uh, it's definitely portable. Definitely something that public safety agencies can carry with them. So, but uh, really neat, really exciting.
0: Well, awesome, Miriam. It seems like that aircraft is actually uh, heavily desired, as I think, uh, as I spoke to Mr. Drone Jesus, that's right, John McBride, he seems to tell me that there are a lot uh, on, on order right now. So that's obviously very nice. But that brings us to our next piece of news. As Autel, well, it seems like they just added geofencing to their drones as a manufacturer who's known to not have geofencing. But For everyone out there, that doesn't mean that it's actually going to inhibit the takeoff of the aircraft, but rather notify users of where they are flying, which even... Go ahead. Sorry, Miriam. No, no.
1: I was actually just going to ask you about the piece that you wrote recently about the DJI geofencing.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's super surprising, Miriam, because we have seen companies like DroneHacks provide an opportunity for responsible drone pilots to overcome these no-fly zones, like what the DJI GeoZone 1.0 and 2.0 often have. And I, I will say, I have personally run into data errors before where it says that there's a TFR, but there's not a TFR where I am, and it's inhibited myself and other commercial pilots to take flight as well. And Drone Hacks is offering a brand new way to overcome that geofencing by offering a new certificate for DJI drones to essentially eliminate this geofencing altogether but there's a caveat Miriam if drone pilots want to fly inside they're gonna actually have to remove the certificate because if there's no GPS well that drone won't take flight which is a very interesting caveat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, moving back into AUVSI, Miriam, in our next piece of news, it seems like Brink Drones, who we've had here on the show before with Angit Singh, uh, they have a brand new drone, the Lemur S. What was uh, What was going on with this drone and what type of drone pilots will be utilizing this aircraft?
1: This was so cool I love this Um, so not sponsored this is just my opinion but I had so much fun uh, hanging out with Brett Kanda Uh, he was formerly at FLIR a lot of people know him he is a vice president of sales and marketing at Brink and uh, he showed me the Lemur S which they soft launched at the show Uh, that's the latest update for the Lemur which is designed for SWAT teams this is um Really a very purpose-built drone. You can read about it on Drone Life. Had so much fun. I mean, the first thing that he showed me is how robust this drone is. So I almost had a heart attack. He stands up. He's taller than me. He drops it onto the cement floor of the expo hall I'm thinking oh my god (laughs) I hope I am not liable for this drone and it just sort of bounces gently and does its thing then he flips it over onto its back and shows me you know turtle mode as they as they turn it over Um, this is really a neat neat product I think it's something that even though it's purpose-built for SWAT teams and public safety anybody can kind of relate to. First of all, you were just talking about flying GPS-deprived indoors. So that is what this drone does. It is designed to enter a facility where there is a suspect or, you know, a suspect uh, facility. It's got a little glass breaker so it can break through a window, get inside and just give eyes and ears all over. And it does some really unusual things like two-way communications. Uh, this is actually sort a really significant ROI on this thing because uh, FBI research shows if you can get two-way communications with a suspect, you have a dramatically better chance of having a safe outcome with nobody getting hurt. Uh, you know, once you can kind of get in and establish communication with a suspect, you don't have SWAT team members in their, in their face, nobody is put in danger. Everybody can kind of calmly uh, try to work things out. So uh, really neat product. A lot of fun to catch up with Brett. I actually waylaid one of their customers who was going by the uh, booth. They had great things to say about it. So, yeah, the Lemur S. Uh, I love the name, too. I mean, who doesn't like lemurs? That's... <laughs> <laughs> is,
0: and if, is it true this is the first kind of drone to offer two-way communications? I mean, we've had the Mavic 2 Enterprise, Enterprise Dual, Enterprise Dual Advance that have the speaker. But this is the first two-way, correct? Correct.
1: Absolutely. And so, you know, uh, Brett actually put the drone um, down in in the booth. I was standing in front of it. He moved way, 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 way off in the hall uh, with the uh, controller. And honestly, we could have easily conducted the interview that way. I could hear him fine. He could hear me fine. It's um, really cool technology. So that's
0: awesome. I think next time you should conduct the interview that way. It'd be fun to watch. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, in our last piece of news and, and two days
1: of trade show I wanted to sit down <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, in our uh, last piece of news and Miriam I know we didn't quite touch on this too too much but um, it seems like as domestic drone manufacturers are kind of failing to launch they're not getting these drones that have been announced out Watts Innovations has doubled down on their advancement of their new drones offering the new Prism Sky which is supposed to be NDAA compliant. Did you get a chance to check out Watts Innovations at all?
1: I did not see them at the show, but this has been big news. So fill us in.
0: Yeah, I mean, the fact that the Prism platform, which I would argue is a very modular Uh, platform. It's one of the first drones that you can actually take the arms off, put new arms on, and turn a quadcopter into a Coax X8, allowing for pilots to have an increased payload. But now with the development of the SkyNode, this drone might just be the drone in mind when Steve Dixon uh, went on stage to talk about BVLOS, because this drone has 5G capability, which while it adds for robust BVLOS operations, it also offers drone programs and teams the ability to do live, well, status on their aircraft to be able to understand just what maintenance was done and just what wasn't done. So I have to give it to Bobby Watts. You know, I've met him numerous times. He's a really great guy. And just to see him scale at the rate that he is, it really makes you wonder, where are these other domestic manufacturers? And it also, uh, you know, gives, uh, it, it should give praise to Watts Innovations, which is a pretty small manufacturer based out of Maryland. All right. Well, I will keep an eye out for more news about Watts. (laughs) Sounds good, Miriam. Thank you to everyone who came and uh, watched the show today. If you have comments or if you want to leave us, well, a a little like or subscribe, don't be afraid to do so. But that's going to do it for us today from Miriam and I. This is another edition of Drone Life News. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much, Paul.